What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Ice Cream Sunday podcast. My name is Austin. Heather. Trevor. And Kevin. And uh, yeah, Kevin and Heather standing in for David, who is dead again. Uh, we lost him. Uh, we thought he was back. We thought he revived him. Uh, but we Lazar- talked- Lazarus didn't work. But, yeah. but we talked about a whole different kind of resurrection in this. We did. Multiple different kinds. The resurrection <laughs> of <laughs> our Qu- Lord and Savior. Of Court Avenue. Of Court Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Raymond. Praise be. Fucking Raymond Amadeus Gooch. <laughs> I've been giving everyone I know the middle name Amadeus recently, and it's fucking just, I don't know why. So good. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, this, uh, I thought this was going to be a fun, silly podcast because- We all um, did. The thing is, we we did two hours of Meatless Monday before this, and it was like it was much deeper than I expected them to be as well. Same. Um, even on the second one, they're like, "We're just gonna talk about sex the whole time." I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be funny and silly, and we're gonna talk about like fucking terrible sexual partners." And then it got uh, it got really deep, so I was like, "We're gonna have a fun, silly time," and then we just talk about death for an hour and a half. So I mean, we um, talked about life with with the with the. Uh, interesting story trevor had and then yeah then we had death yeah, we there's, talked about, there's some death and then we talked about marriage and uh, marriage Mostly death. crying <laughs> and then death yeah and then and more death and being fucking emotionally broken and, and then religion and then or and lack then, thereof yeah and then we we ended it with religion it all ends with religion um that's not actually what it ends or with lack but, thereof but i feel uh, like you have to wait for what the episode ends with <laughs> Kevin whips out his giant dick and lays it on the table. It's a good time. Uh, <laughs> I do want to preface since we do talk about, you know, death, uh, suicide, all that. There can um, be triggers in this for sure. It's a very, there, yeah. there are triggers. So I do want to point out that uh, if you do need help, if you do need to talk to people, um, say something. If, if you're feeling down, say something. Um, use the number 988 for the uh, Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. And then. The actual phone number is 1-800-273-8255. And I mean, I'm sure any of us are willing to talk to people who are listening if if they're feeling uh, in a difficult spot. But just know that we are not experts in life, in, in anything, well, really. Every single one of us have struggled with our own mental health. That's pretty much the own uh the only expertise that we have Emotion. i don't take a goddamn thing seriously so like i really wanted to jump in and be like i ain't listening to a fucking word you have to say but like if if you know me um and you are going through a difficult time and you reach out i will absolutely be there for you um probably the only fucking serious thing i've ever said on this podcast but um fuck we're doing it again it's gonna be silly it's gonna be a nice silly intro talking about kevin's giant meat and uh just a fucking Jelly in his pants, and uh, <laughs> and now we're talking about this bullshit again. But uh, yeah, anything you uh, anything you want to want to get out there? Anything you want to say? Any last last words? Last words of wisdom from someone with a giant penis? As non-giant penis havers, um, you know, I just want to I, I want to ask you what it's what it's like to have to carry that mammoth around. <laughs> <laughs> We can't be serious for any of this. <laughs> Sit back, relax, and enjoy Kevin's giant dick.
Last night was an interesting uh, ending to my shift because uh, I had to deal with a gentleman who decided that he was going to proclaim to all of Des Moines. Was he gentle, though? No. (laughs) No, baby, what is you doing? Very forceful. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) you could say that. So basically what happened was... um, I get all the trash gathered together. I'm getting ready to take the bin out. And um, as I'm stepping out, there's a guy outside like yelling at people, which is walking down the sidewalk. And I fig- at first, I'm like, okay, it it's this couple's friend that because he's real close to him. And he stops, and they keep going. I'm like, all right, he clearly had too much. It, pissing him off and all that turns out that wasn't the case and he was just harassing him because what happened was he kept going on this rant saying that he was god and that he created everything and that we couldn't possibly perceive uh his power or anything like that but he was also the devil and destroyed everything yeah that too um, he went on to say random shit, like talking about like the angles of the parking signs <laughs> and that something, something about you can't see or understand what he's doing when he's on the right, but when he's on the left, the, people can see him and he was hugging a tree and he's like, trying to kick the tree down and and throwing down a garbage can and just losing his shit. And that's not a light garbage can that's outside no. of there either. <laughs> what if he was the second coming of Jesus? God help us. <laughs> not God help us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, you you when you read the Bible, Jesus uh hung out with some very shady individuals um, <laughs> some ne'er-do-wells and i just say. i feel like if jesus does come back it's it's probably going to be court avenue <laughs> uh, you know that makes sense i'm just you know that's that's a terrible place but, for the apocalypse to start so keep it's the perfect place for the apocalypse <laughs> to start it's around 18 to 20 degrees outside at about 2 30 in the morning yeah and this man proceeded to take off his jacket his take, pants and jacket? No, oh. his jacket and then his shirt and then walk around the street blocking traffic for whatever Did that. Yeah, a short skirt and a long jacket? <laughs> no. Bing, um, bing. So I had called ding, the cops ding, 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 ding. and they're like, all right, call us if there's an update or anything. I'm like, okay. He started harassing uh, some black dude walking down the, the sidewalk. I'm like, oh no, he's going to say something. Race war, yeah. <laughs> was that the person? Oh no, it was someone out of the out of the out of platform that he started talking to. Yep, in a little bit. Yeah. So, so about he, to get a hard T to the face. He left this guy alone. Came back, started talking to me 
I wasn't responding to anything. He started talking to um one of the regulars. Uh, his name's Tavo. When you say you do, you didn't respond to anything, it just makes me think that like you just treated that dude like he was a homeless. Yeah, and I don't know why I called him a homeless. <laughs> I, apo- <laughs> I apologize. Are you saying but- his name? A homeless. No, I just a I just- dot homeless. <laughs> Like I stared at him, but I didn't like like acknowledge or respond to anything. Um, <laughs> oh, so you treated him like one of my children. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he tried talking to Tavo, and he was like, "Blah blah 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 blah." Um, I can't do this because of you people and you kinds of people. And he's like, "What do you mean, bro? I I haven't done anything to you." Obviously, Tavo's not white. So there's your people has a very different context in that exact moment. And eventually Tavo just left and ignored the guy and the guy went back to hating on a tree. And yes, then I, he know, st- I know many a white man named Tavo. <laughs> then he then he started crying. What? I don't know. Some about just getting out of jail and uh, oh, right. he, like he had just gotten out of jail. You know what? You would be crying too if you came back to Earth after more than 2,000 years, proclaimed yourself to be the second coming, and no one believed you. You'd probably shed a few tears as well. Well, I think it was more about his wife leaving him and... (laughs) Mary Magdalene? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, no. um... I know a lot about the Bible for someone who doesn't believe in any of it. So cop- cops finally showed up, and it took about four of them to calm him down. And by calm him down, pin him down to the ground on ice-cold cement and cuff him and throw him in a paddy wagon. Which, I don't know how he did it, but after uh, they got him in the paddy wagon and closed the first door, because if you're unfamiliar with how they work... I am not. They're, they're kind of a van. I am unfortunately but- not. But they have the two the two doors that open in the back, yeah. and then an like an actual caged like reinforced door. Yes. So they got him in. They closed that first door, and we're getting ready to close the double doors. And he somehow fucking kicked open the door, and then f- started falling out. And they had to like <laughs> pull him back in. So I got pictures of it. They're not great, and you can't really see him. But you see the cops, like, the very last picture I took, you see the cops laughing at So you're saying that he did something, you watched him do it, but you can't fully explain how it happened? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. Oh. (laughs) But but right before we started recording, I I looked him up on on Polk County just to see if I could find him. And sure enough, there he is, Mr. Uh, Good Old Gooch. What's his first name? Raymond David Gooch. Raymond Gooch. <laughs> Raymond Ray. Thirty-five years old. Oh, poor guy. Blue eyes, white male, six two hundred. Blue eyed white dragon. <laughs> uh, six two hundred ninety-five pounds. Um, let's see. What was his? What was his official charge? Proportionally, that's a skinny dude. That is a skinny that dude. Is. How tall was he? Six two. Oh, that is a. Yeah, that's a slender man. His his charge is public intox. I, I guess he got two charges of it. 
I'm guessing I'm one of those that. has to be not alcohol related. So mm, maybe, maybe. Classy. Quite no indecent exposure. I mean, he didn't have his pants. He, yeah, off. he didn't have his pants off. I guess men can obviously, be yeah, obviously the standards are a bit skewed. For, I mean, Slender Man doesn't have the man boobs as one like myself would, huh. or Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Movies. <laughs> be it if a woman goes out there and is topless, oh, it's it's all hell. No, free the nipple. <laughs> or the cell phone <laughs> to capture the moment. Oh, Did, man. So, um, there was actually another story, not necessarily related to this, but now that I think about it, it's really funny. Um, when I used to work over at uh, the other club, I had um, uh, had to I had to kick out a, a kind of slightly older lady because. When you say slightly older, do you mean like in her 40s? Do you mean like in her 60s? Probably 50. I don't know. 40s, 50s maybe. Okay. Like Split the upright and go with 50s? I, w- I would say 50s uh, as a safe bet. Okay. Um, But she got wasted. Started showing her showing her boobs off to to everyone inside. And apparently she had left her wallet or phone there mm. and being the nice guy that he is uh arnie um uh found out where she lived and was just gonna drop it off because that was kind of on his way don't tell me she tried to pick up arnie 100 percent tried to pick up arnie oh no because she answered the door without clothes on and tried inviting him in and, and like kept trying to like seduce him oh so it was a tactic she did that possibly on purpose i don't think she did it on purpose but i think she was fucked up enough to where she was just like i can get it let's go i think there's very few things creepier than like an old man by himself trying to pick up young women at a bar but one of those things is definitely an old woman trying to pick up young men at a bar they are they are interesting folk and i I was like oh Arnie's not that young, but I mean, I mean, he's just a little bit older than us. He's not too too far out of that spectrum, but definitely younger than her. The reason I asked yeah. you what the age of this woman when you said older is because, and maybe I've said this on the podcast before, but when I, when we were in seventh grade, we had a science teacher, um, and I can't remember her name right now. Shit. Anyway, when we were in seventh grade and she was our teacher, she turned 40 that year, and I was like, this woman's getting ready to die. Like, I hope she has her affairs in order because she's gonna fucking die. And now I'm forty. Was that? And old? now I'm seven years away, and I'm like, yeah, she was close to death because I feel like I'm close to death. <laughs> it's weird the perspective that you take on age as you get older. Like, I just, eh. I mean, I the minute I turned thirty, I actually started going to the doctor, and he was like, "Listen, you spent your twenties destroying yourself." Get your life together or you're going to die soon. And I feel like I've just made it worse since then. Yeah. But you you ever think it's weird that like growing up, and I'm sure all of us have have kind of experienced this, growing up, you weren't into like teachers were just like just nothing but old ladies, just curmudgeon-y and just. 
I had uh, I had one of them listens to the podcast. Uh, I had two <laughs> fuckable teachers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, it's funny because I was kind of steering that way because Heather had a work thing at one of the schools, and I couldn't help but think it. It was when I got off of work and I had to meet you at one of the schools. Oh, you had to pick me up. Yeah, because we were down to one car after the lovely hill. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think, like, where the fuck were these kind of teachers when I was in school? <laughs> what, you didn't want to um, you didn't want to get down and dirty with Mrs. McCutcheon? <laughs> while... while uh, the movie Outbreak plays in the background. <laughs> the fucking Outbreak monkey. <laughs> Where, so, I mean, we all grew up in like 1A, oh, maybe very... maybe 2A, depending on the year. Where did you grow up? Urbandale. Oh, okay. Oh, different. Well, Denver slash Urbandale. Did you go to Urbandale like public for high school? Yes. I went to military school also in between. Gotcha. 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 Okay. That's a birthday present. Okay. <laughs> Yay, me. <laughs> what is, uh, You're 14. Here you go. Be oh, a man. Oh, on a scale man. of uh, 1 to 10, 1 being none and 10 being all of them, how many fuckable teachers did you have at Urbandale? You're like, one. And his name was Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. Yeah. I See, yeah. that? that's what I'm saying. I think I had I had one. Yeah? Yeah. What was his name? I don't even remember his name. Or her he name. He was married. Or her name. Yeah, we don't... Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't figuring that part out about me yet. Uh, I don't think I had any, like, attractive female teachers. We need then. you to back away from the mic just, like, oh, two inches. Yeah, you course. get really close. You, like, get up One, on... I also graduated 16 years ago, though. That's, like, my memory. Oh, my God. That's true. Once How old again, are you? Once you... 34. Okay. Only a year yeah, older than us. Yeah, I... When I went back to my hometown yesterday... And I remember there's this girl. The Kingdom of Moravia? The Kingdom of Moravia. Um, this Doesn't girl, it sound like the place from fucking The Princess Diaries? Speaking of which, they're making a Princess Diaries 3. Oh my gosh. I there knew was you a were second gonna one? Get this. Yeah. I yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was this girl that was like, you know, last time I'd seen her, she was like below my waist and in height. And now, oh, she, not, sorry. I know. I realized. I was like, I need to keep going with that statement. Um, we just had two podcasts where three women talked about sex for like two and a half hours, and so your, I was like, was "Oh, she is. Oh, no. she was below your waist." No, um, she was very like she was probably like four years old, three or four years old back when I was going to church there, and now she is nineteen and she is taller than me. And I walked up to her mom and I was like, there is no way Dude, isn't that is the little person. Weird? It is absolutely weird. When you see like kids that you, okay. So like when I was 16 and they're not in the grand scheme of things, they're not that much younger than me. But when I was 16, they were seven, eight, maybe nine years old. And so they were probably, they're probably nine years younger than me. Was that an elephant? I don't know what that was. <laughs> but, uh, so like. Okay, so I have, a, I have a friend who is maybe a year or two younger than me, and she was like, I need to know, do you find my, uh, do you find my niece attractive? Her niece is like probably 23, 24 at this point, and I was like, no, I don't, because she, when I was like 16 and, and just starting to be like 
a sexual deviant. She was nine. So like I know her I when I think of her still, like she's still a nine year old to me, you know? It and like it's I can't I don't picture her as like a twenty three year old, like fully formed woman with like opinions and like person <laughs> <laughs> probably, right, probably the wrong word to say but like just say the, boobs man with the person, yeah with like a fucking personality and shit it's it's weird but ice like, cream sunday podcast where opinions and boobs are the same thing well it's so the thing is like, like she's objectively like a very very attractive woman but this girl's like do you find my sister hot have you ever tr- or my niece hot have you ever tried to fuck my niece and i'm like no and she's like, okay, well, I don't have to find you unattractive on principle. Wait, what? Okay. Hold on. All right. Whoa. I might I cut this jumped. part because I know she listens to the podcast. That's Do fine. you know who Gentry, Gentry Meyer. Meyer is? Do you know who her niece is? Yeah. Akela? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, Do you find my niece attractive? And I'm like, objectively, she is a attractive young woman. But you can't think of her but like that. But I don't think of her like that because, like, she's. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was the conversation I had with her, and I was like, "No, no, it's fucking weird." Which I get that, like, she's two years, so like, it's probably only like a five year difference. So I'm sure there was a lot of guys in her class that were like, "Your niece is starting to grow titties." Has anyone noticed? <laughs> so, and you know. Oh goodness. I'm trying to think who would, okay. And this could be the same person. I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but it's, uh, uh, it's this girl we know younger than us. But the reason why we know her is because we know her mom and they look almost identical. That's a Kayla. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Her mom looks, I mean, she looks like it's a spitting image of her mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like, how do you, do you feel in college? Like, did you feel like there was fuckable type people? A fuckable professors? Yeah. If the grade uh, was good enough. No, fuckable, st- <laughs> fuckable <laughs> student teachers. Of course, because they were only a few years older than right. me. Right. I don't but think like, there was any teachers. That no, all of my professors were like much older. Yeah. Um, yeah. My college advisor, who was an older woman, she's probably in her 60s, 70s now, early 70s. Uh, she listens to the podcast. Hello, Laura. Um, <laughs> not, uh, no offense. Not a fuckable woman. Um, very, very sweet. Um, I love her to death, but no. Um not that realm. I'm trying to think of like objectively like male versus female, probably like the most attractive guy in like the journalism department at Northwest. Um, was probably, probably a dude. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't remember any teachers that stood out to me as, as that, as that type. So being that, we never went to college. We went from Court Avenue Jesus to fuckable teachers <laughs> in just Five the blink of an eye. This fucking, like, that's what I, me, okay, I, we just sat and listened to two hours of Meatless Monday, and they have a fucking theme, and that theme carries them through the entire episode, and then here we are, the fucking three squirrels in a cage. <laughs> 
And I'm the common denominator, and I've just kind of gone with the flow. Yeah, well, it. what are you going to do? <laughs> you but guys got nuts? Being, <laughs> <laughs> um, being that we never went to college, we can't say that we have any fuckable professors. However. I went to college. Did ish, you? Ish. <laughs> I or tried e- three or, times. Or even at like your, um, oh, now I can basic training. Huh? Yeah. Or even basic? Your, basic. Basic. Or even if did, you did we have training. any I, I know the answer to this. Oh man. Did we have any fuckable instructors? Fuckable drill sergeant sounds like an awesome name for the this episode. <laughs> no. Are you sure? Uh, can't can't think of a single one? I hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Tim. <laughs> I always I try to forget his name. <laughs> I have forgotten his name. No, you haven't. Were you guys in basic together? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's actually that's, why, that's why I thought of that. Gotcha, I was like, wait a minute. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, we gotcha. actually met through the same uh, the same recruiter. Gotcha. Do you want? It? No, oh, makes, I remember now. That <laughs> yeah, makes sense. You, you, you want me to say it? No. <laughs> Are you asking if I would? Him? <laughs> no. He'd kill you. hundred <laughs> percent. And then he'd probably do you. <laughs> I feel like I got taken advantage of when he walked in in the morning. <laughs> you got taken advantage of? Man, he said he was... You're the, in my fucking way. He oh. said he was the most chill fucking instructor there. The man ended up yeah, being the Gordon... The, the man ended up being Gordon Ramsay of drill instructors. <laughs> no, he's the drill instructor who taught Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I guess it depends what you're into. If you're into that sort of thing. Of Not the into that. <laughs> He's probably dead. Oh my Honestly, god! He's probably dead. Uh, the volume maybe? on this podcast is going to be a nightmare. No, it's okay. He's probably dead. I keep leaning forward, and I no, that's what I'm here for. I wouldn't be surprised. He's probably dead. He takes a lot of meds. He's probably dead. Like takes a lot of meds that he's prescribed. That name is great. Segue, Kevin. You know who else is dead? Oh, <laughs> oh god, damn, <laughs> dude. Uh, should, we, uh, should we save that? Is this the cherry? Ten on minutes top? in. Is this the cherry? Uh, we're twenty-two minutes in. We can talk about it. We're recording this on uh, Sunday, November 20th. So this is going to be very outdated uh, by the time this actually goes up. But I feel like it's still going to be pretty fresh on a lot of people's minds. Well, if you do the cherry on top, you can drop it like now. Nah, fuck it. That sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace to Jason David Frank, the original Green Ranger, the original White Ranger. Between that and Kevin Conroy. It's it's been a difficult week for for celebrities. Leslie Childhood. Leslie Jordan. Leslie Jordan. Uh, what? The oh short, yeah, sorry. Guy. Oh, yeah. Like, that was like a month ago. That was like yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah, and then the one lady the, from yeah, the chick that played Meg on Supernatural. She also the passed away a few days ago. Meg on Supernatural. Her, I saw you post it. Short the, blonde hair. Yeah, I don't know who that is. She was the original, and then um, the Pat original Al- what? Original Meg. Yeah, and then I think it, what was it? It became his. Uh, what's was his next wife, right? Yeah, yeah Ackles' wife. Yeah, it shifted. Like, yeah, she that's basically right. had a body shift. That's right, because the second she died, then came back. Yeah, so the her physical body correct died in Supernatural, so then had to take over. Uh, I can't tell who the fuck died and who came back. What are you talking about? Hold on, I'll show you. Are you talking about a show? Supernatural. Oh, I thought you were like, yeah, she died and then she came back. Mm-hmm. Her literally, like her physical body. And I was like... I was trying to put the name with the got face. It, got, it, got it, got it, got it. Which face she had And then the, the Jer- queen died. Yeah. 
Uh, I've never seen that woman in my life. Oh, you then get... Jared Padalecki's wife took over as Ruby. That's what it was. Mm. That's what I was thinking of. I know it was Ackle's wife and mm-hmm. Padalecki's wife. But yeah, I had I had woken up early this morning, so I think I was kind of the first one of us possibly to to find that news of seeing a couple places post about it. Um, actually, I saw John post about it. He's like, yeah, I hope. Yeah, that's the thing. And then oh, I, I was like, what is he talking about? And then someone commented and they're like, it's not official until TMZ reports it. And I was like, it's death. Yeah. Yeah. Because like and that's, that, that's the only the, thing that TMZ is like, they're actually really good about it. They're like, timely about that. They yeah. are very well. Well, I mean. Well, they are timely. <laughs> it's kind of like we were talking about earlier too. It was just, if, if Heather would have had more. I'm sorry. That was not the way to wake you up. I yeah. Know. Like, I didn't have all my faculties together. I was still laying in bed, like, trying to shake out the grogginess and wake up. And she's like, hey, you want some bad news? You got to give him, like, a little bit of... tone. You got to give him a little good news first. That was not the tone. Like... I was just like, hey. There was no good news. You I gotta didn't got to be like, here's hear. a finger in your butt, and your childhood <laughs> hair died. You know? Um, But, yeah, I, I knew it was not going to necessarily be the easiest news for him. And I was like, I mean, maybe I should be able to tell him. Obviously, it should have been the not wife that <laughs> sold him and I should have just let Facebook do its job. But at that time it was still not confirmed by any like news outlets. But the, the fact that one of the articles specifically said that his personal trainer yeah. had made the post, that was where uh, I think it hit hard because he, he mentioned in there that um, Jason David Frank had actually tried to call him. And he, and he didn't call back in time. I did not see Have that. Have you guys... Okay, this is going to turn in... Well, that's going to fuck him up for yeah, the rest was, of his life. I was life. just going to ask you that. Geek, Have you guys... Geek Ireland was the one that posted about that. And it was a Facebook post from the person. Who? Trainer. Geek Ireland? That was one of the first places that Geek posted. Geek Ireland? I know. It's a really weird random source. But they mentioned like the specifically the personal trainer's Facebook yeah. post and about that. And um, that quote. And I was just like, that's heartbreaking when... Not only did that person mentally suffer, but they called you as one. Have last you guys? Doesn't have to be suicide. Have you guys ever gotten a phone call or like a message from someone who then later died very quickly afterwards? Three times. Seriously, do you want to talk about it? Um. So. Uh, a friend of mine who lives over in Creston, his name's Jacob. Um, his, I believe it was his cousin, um, who I didn't talk to a lot, but he was he was a nerdy kind of guy, and he's a little, I don't know. I I, I guess in my eyes, he he seemed a little socially awkward, but um, he was fighting with depression. We, I mean, we bonded over like Magic the Gathering and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like, occasionally we'd hit each other up and be like, "Hey, you hear about this card?" Or just you know, talk shop about cards. Um, I remember seeing a post that he did on Facebook. Um, and it it seemed odd, but you know, at the time you don't ever think of anything of it. And then uh, come to find out, next day he killed himself. And Fuck. like, I want to say like a day or two before it happened, like I, I had just talked to him about like about stuff. And I mean, obviously through text, you can't get the full range of like how someone's feeling, but mm-hmm. like he seemed all right. 
And then, um, uh, I, I had, uh, I was playing Xbox one day and a friend of mine got a hold of me. He goes, Hey man, I need you to get a hold of me. I'm like, okay, yeah, man. Uh, you know, give me just a sec. He's like, no, it, it, it needs to be now. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I, I, I get off the game. I, I give him a call and he goes, Curtis just died. And, uh, you know, it, for anybody local in the Greenfield area, um, Curtis was one of the three guys that ran Kamikaze, uh, karaoke the yeah. the karaoke mm-hmm. guys that that go to greenfield uh to the bowling alley and and do that yep um turns out he had died by uh i guess my understanding is he got too drunk passed out and suffocated in his own vomit that's uh and i thought it was a joke hendrix jimmy hendrix died that way yeah yeah i think so uh, and I, I thought it was a joke and i was like no man like that's kind of that's kind of a fucked up joke and he's like no no i'm i'm serious mm-hmm. and then you know sad sadly enough um probably about a couple weeks now uh well my friend webb got a hold of me and um while I was at work and he, he goes, Hey man, uh, if anyone can give me a call because it was a, a, a group text and I, I wasn't trusting it. I was like, it, it's him. So it's gotta be a, a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Like the web like, I was just talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, he's, he's fucking with us. Like we're going to call the number. It's going to be some like pre-recorded like bullshit thing. Like, it, right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still going to call, but. He's like, just, just call. I'm like, all right, all right. So I give him a call, and he goes, "Yeah, there's um, there's no easy way to say this, but uh, monkey killed himself. And I've never met, I've never met this guy, but I've mm-hmm. I've played games with him enough, and." essentially what Webb was doing was reaching out to everybody in the group that had um that had played games with him enough to to know the guy and it sucks that w- it sucks because all the signs were there we saw those signs and it's not like we ignored it but we just never took it seriously. We, we never did. We not once took it seriously because, I mean, we knew he battled depression. Um, he was con. It seems like he was constantly struggling to get back on his feet, but he just kept making poor choices. I thought, sorry, I don't mean to cut in. I thought you were about to tell me that Chris Webb killed, no. killed himself. No. And I was going to shut this podcast off right now. No. No. Um, but, and some people try to find humor in it by joking about it. And that might've been how, See, how you could have, he wasn't, 
the thing was, it, it was never in in like a joking manner. It was mm-hmm. just like he's having a bad day and he was feeling mm-hmm. down and or like he'd be pissed off about something. Like something like we'd be playing a game and he'd he'd fuck up and then he'd fly off the handle and get pissed off and gotcha. then okay. like the thing is probably more than any anybody else in the group me and Webb dealt with him saying that a bunch and so we just kind of got desensitized to the whole thing if that makes any sense a boy who cried wolf situation yeah exactly yeah. so it was like like in not not too long before uh Webb told me like we had had a com- me and Webb had a conversation about it saying that we didn't we didn't think it was going to happen we didn't think he was ever going to do it like like all right he said it mm-hmm. you know so um, then it just makes it a whole lot different when that does happen yeah and and uh me and Webb just kind of sat in silence for a little bit and just kind of like we felt guilty because like he said he was going to do it and we just we didn't do anything we didn't reach out yeah i think that was right before the wedding that you find out like a few days before yeah. the wedding yeah so that's only, right it's only been a week or so yeah. oh my wedding yeah, yeah. gotcha yeah. i thought you meant you guys's wedding oh no no, no. So remember the name Monkey showing up on things. I just never Monkey knows best. I think I remember yep. the name. I just never played with him because I had a disagreement with Webb himself. Yeah, that that's a whole another story. But um, yeah, is I don't know. I've probably played with him like once or twice when I was doing like rec fest or something with you guys. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. absolutely did. And yeah. and you know when we had good times, we had good times. And then when we didn't, it. I'm not trying to speak ill of him, but it seemed like when the bad times did come, that was all it was. Like toxic. It was, yeah, and it, it seemed like he was the cause of it. I'm not like I'm not trying to blame or, or and it sounds super shitty and it sounds bad. It just but he it, might have also it, been in his own head about it too. Right, and I I think a lot of what he did contributed to where he was at that led to you know, things being done. I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but you <laughs> I always hear the the phrase it's like you can't speak ill of the dead. And it's like, well, then don't be a cunt while you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's Yeah. 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 But uh no, no I, I mean he was a good dude. No, it's I'm, just, yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know yeah. him. I'm sure he was, I mean, yeah, great. No, I get it. Um, I've had a couple instances. Um, unfortunately, it's been from the same, I guess, the same way I met them, uh, which is uh, through a program called Upward Bound. Um, it was through our local community college, and we basically had these meetings with uh, these, I guess, contacts from the college, but then also during the summer, we got to spend a couple, you know, a month or two there and kind of basically prep for college or just do fun activities together because we were all going to be first generation college students or potential college graduates. Um, Unfortunately, at least a couple of those people um, ended up like within the past I would probably say five, maybe seven years at most have 
ended up committing suicide. A couple of them? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, and I mean, it's not, a, it wasn't a very large group of us. Um, I think one of them had two kids. Um, another one, um, she didn't go to Fort Hood, um, but she went to another mm. location um, where she was sexually harassed and it was never taken seriously. Um, she was actually like demoted or removed. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had a very tarnished reputation because of her reporting and she suffered a lot mentally, um, up until the point where, you know, she was probably possibly using and other things and she ended up committing suicide after like even having like the local news stations, like mm-hmm. talking about her story. Um, and I think it was hard because, like, the one of the people I hadn't really kept in touch with um, that much, but I had known, you know, known uh, senior on Facebook. Um, I had talked to, oh, uh, for Camarina, um, I had talked to, I think I'd seen her sister recently, um, just before then. I had uh, seen a, one another one of our mutual friends from that program that had went gone to school with her. Um, I had known, I had shared about her story, um, but I hadn't actually had the chance to reach out and I feel bad because she was probably right here in the Des Moines area and Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't do anything to reach out. Um, I mean, you can see someone's strength for so long before they're going to break down uh, because it's just too hard. And I think that, um, in a time where. I feel like there's kind of been some mental health awakening. I don't feel like it's necessarily still come into play or done enough about at this point. What about you? Trying to think. I probably bury most of what I remember just to not deal with it, but I've had a ton of people die, not necessarily by suicide, but... Like when I went to military school, most of those guys I knew from there have either have killed themselves by now or I've walked in on people hanging in the morning. Like, <clears throat> I've had, I was like the squad leader and I had to wake up the younger people in the morning and I walked in and see people hanging. Mm-hmm. So I have to deal with Fuck. that. But I can't think of anybody that's, I probably remember after this podcast is over, but I don't can't right offhand be like, yeah, I talked to you yesterday and now you're not here. Yeah. I've got. I probably have more of those. Yeah. I, I, I probably have. I probably I do think too. I just bury most of it. Yeah. yeah. Just, I, I think we all do. I've got two. One, I mean, one that happened to me personally, and then one that I just, I just know of. The one that I just know of was when we were in high school. You may have left already, but. I left after junior year. Do you remember when Derek Lockery's sister mm-hmm. was killed at Iowa Kelly. State? Yeah. Yeah. So she got hit by a like a hit and run. Um, wasn't it over in, um, it was in Ames. Was it? I mm-hmm. thought, it, I don't know why, but I, I, I kept always thinking it was in Orient. No, it was, she was at school. That's right. Yeah. But I just remember talking to Mike Shelley about this cause they were super close and they went to Iowa state together. And after she got hit before she died, apparently she called Mike and Mike didn't answer. And mm-hmm. it like, fucked him up for years he's probably still not over it but i just remember that 
um, and him telling me that. And I was just like, fuck. Like, and then the other one, like, when I, when I made my shitty rap music, uh, I had a kid that I, I went to this summer music camp with and he was a really good singer, but he, the dude was like six, four and like two thirty, just a huge dude. And I'm like, why are you, why are you here? Like most, most singers look like me, like short, pudgy, you know, not athletic. And you look like a Greek God. And he, he was a D one prospect in like his sophomore year for a football and then blew out his knee. And mm. he was like, yeah, I'm just, you know, my mom always said I was a good singer. I sang in church and like, that's why I'm here. You know, like I'm just trying to do like the, the music thing and kind of take my mind off of football. And then like that fall, like three months after I, I met him, I get this random phone call. I gave him my cell phone number when I was there. Um, and I, you know, I didn't get a cell phone until I was 17, like late 17. I might've given him, it might've been my grandparents' phone. And it was my grandparents' phone because I didn't answer. And my grandparents didn't answer because they didn't recognize the number, this random 660 number from like Northwest Missouri. And, uh, so then I, I missed that phone call. And then my friend Jamie from Missouri got a hold of me, might've still been fit, like MySpace at that point, <laughs> long time ago. And he's like, yeah, Denton killed himself and like left a note. And it was all about like football and like, I don't have like, this is, this was the one thing I devoted my life to for years and years and he felt like his identity was in that yeah yeah it, like his his identity was wrapped up in football and now i i get injured and i mean what what's there to live for if i'm not doing the one thing that i devoted my life to since i was like three years old yeah um Gosh. to to piggyback off that this is morbid but do you guys have any instances where like the last conversation you had with someone before they passed away was just just perfect. I'll um, give you, I'll give you my example. So my grandfather passed away the same night that I was at Jack Stamper's first wedding. Um, he was at the wedding, danced with my grandma. He was on oxygen. He was very sick. It was a lovely night. And then he leaves and he's like, love you, bud. Uh, or goodbye, Austin. Love you, bud. And like, it's fucked up that he dies, has a heart attack on the drive home to Greenfield but like, that's just the fact that his last words to me were like, bye, Oz. Love you, bud. Like, perfect. Couldn't have asked for anything better. And like seeing him. Dance and then, with your yeah, grandma. seeing him have like the best night he's had in probably a year and a half before that, because he was very, very sick, was on a list for a lung transplant. Like, just perfect. Morbid, fucked up, and hate that night. Try to bury it. Because that was the first time I'd ever seen a dead body that wasn't embalmed. Mm. It's fucked up. I never want to see it again. But uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but still, like, to have those be the last words um, of someone that you greatly admire. And, like, at least I can take that positive thing with me. And it's like, fuck, like, that was perfect. Like, This was yeah. your wedding night? That was my best friend's wedding night. I was uh, very drunk. And then... I saw my pastor of my church come back and they were like, Hey, 
your grandparents think you've had too much to drink. They want us to take you home. And I was like, I haven't really drank that much, all things considered. And I've spaced them out enough to where, like, I could probably get home by myself. Like, this is really weird. Like, my grandparents have never, my grandparents have never had, like, issues with me drinking socially. And I was like, no, I'm good. Like, it's, it's very kind of you to come back and, like, take care of me. But that's, I don't. Yeah, I can I can get myself home. And he's like the pastor was like, "No, I, I really think it would be a smart idea if you came with us and if you if you actually left the wedding right now." And I was like, "No, we got like two two hours left before we have to be out of this building. Like I want to stay here for my friend." And he's like, "No, I don't think you understand. Like it's very very important that you come with us now." And like I was just not picking up on the hint at all. And finally he was just like I don't want to be the one to tell you this, but like your grandfather passed away like 45 minutes ago. And like to his credit, like the true badass he is has a heart attack knows he's probably going to die. And the man gets out of the car, walks up to (laughs) walks up a, a small flight of stairs to his living room, gets in, like takes one step inside, falls half his body inside the uh, front door of the living room, like a fucking man decides that he's going to die in his home. Like what a fucking boss. thing is. I can, I can perfectly picture that house too. And exactly. Yep. what. Yep. Yep. Um, the only moment that I can think of is my uncle. Um, he was diagnosed with stage four, uh, pancreatic cancer. Um, and he was, you know, for all intents and purposes, he was my hero. And this the uncle from St. Joe. Mm-hmm. I met him. Yeah. Um, he, in, in my opinion, he was very, uh, well to do. Um, he did a lot of work, um, in the community. He did realtor too, wasn't he? I, th- I think so. Like he has on real estate. I know he owned, like he owned and ran like multiple pizza huts like oh, that shit, yeah. that was a that was a huge thing um but he got diagnosed and he was he's fortunate to be in the position that he was in to attempt um you know i wouldn't say procedures but like um you know plans or wh- yeah. however you want to put it to like stuff that normal people wouldn't necessarily have access to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously it didn't work. Um, he, I think he tried chemo. Um, and then he stopped it because he realized it's not going to help and he's just getting more and more tired. And I remember him being a very, a very um, infectious personality and very, um, what's the right word? Uh, I wouldn't say flamboyant. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I lied. That's exactly what I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I lied. No, uh, he, he kind of had a, a, a flamboyant um, um, persona about him. Very, very good person. Fucking same. So he, um, <laughs> uh, 
the last time I saw him was a Christmas. And he knew it was his last. We all knew it was his last. Um, but, you know, where we were at in our age, at least as far as, like, um, me and my sister and my brother were, couldn't fully grasp that concept. So he had us over to his place um, to have Christmas. We all had dinner, open presents, and stuff, but he wasn't there. Um, he was essentially bedridden for the rest of his life, um, albeit a very short um, span. Uh, but the one thing he did, and I'll, I'll never forget it, and, and this is why I love him, that the one thing he did um, before we came down, he was like, I want you, I want each of the kids to name one present they want. Doesn't matter what it is. Price does not matter. You know, one big item that all the kids want. And I've always kind of been in the mindset of like, I, I hate asking for presents. I hate, I hate, uh you know, asking for anything big. And if I do ask for something big, I'm going to f- try to look at like, What's what's the best deal? Mm-hmm. I had asked for an Xbox. Um, I believe my sister had asked for a a laptop or an iPad or iPod. Um, I can't remember exactly. And my brother had asked for something, to which he he got us all those gifts. Yeah, and. The end, the end of that day when we were all getting ready to leave, we went up to his room and he, he wasn't looking good. He's very thin. Uh, he's wasting away. And he still kept his humor. Because we we thanked him for for having us over. We thanked him for um you know for for the gifts and the Christmas and stuff. And we we're like we're really glad we got to spend Christmas with him. And his his response, and it blows me away. It, it, his response was, yeah. You you guys just wanted the presents. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the fact that he was still able to keep that humor in you know in the final days was something that I I don't think I'll ever be able to forget because I mean that was that was huge and so when we found out he he had passed, um. You know, it it all affected us. It, I think, out of everyone in our family, um, with the exception of my grandparents, um, uh, it obviously affected my dad. But I think, out of the kids, at least, it affected me most. Um, it affected my dad pretty heavily because, um, it it kind of set in like a realization for him that he 
that he's one of the last members of mm-hmm. his family. Um, because that's your that's your dad's brother. Yeah, my dad had two brothers. Um, Mark, right? Mark, yeah. Um, his other brother Kenny, um, passed away uh, in a drowning accident. Um, so his brother Kenny passed away, and then once Mark passed away, uh, it really kind of changes outlook on like his mortality and his connections say, with others. Being forced to come to grips with your own mortality is it's fucked up, but at the same time, like I think uh, I think you kind of grow up as a as a kid. Uh, teenager especially growing up in like the jackass area era like we did it's like oh we're fucking invincible like no we can't die and then like i had like my grandfather die and then a couple other like friends pass away like really really close to each other it's like oh um i'm gonna fucking die someday and uh i should probably get my life in order um and then i didn't um for the rest of my 20s and then now um like I said last weekend, like I have uh, really ever since ever since I met Amy, I was like, "Fuck, I should probably start living a life that like I'm proud of." That mm-hmm. like Amy can be like, "Hey, this guy I married, like I'm 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 really proud that I did that. I'm really fucking happy that I chose that guy." Um, and then like that, my grandma especially can be like, yeah, like all of this time and effort into adopting these three fucking assholes. Like at least it was worth it on some level. Like he got his shit together. Um, fuck. And like, not to, not to go back to my grandfather's death, but like when you get bad news, um, the worst possible news that you can get, like, I think there's, there's, there's nothing better than having like the people that you, you hold closest to you there. And so like as fucked up as it was to find out at my best friend's wedding that like my grandfather, like the person that I care about more than anybody else in the world had passed away. Like there is nobody better than to have like your childhood best friends. Like it it doesn't matter if we go months, uh, months and months without talking to each other, but like, uh, I'm always going to be very, very close to Jack and Matt because of that. I already was, but like Brian and Brandon McVeigh and Tommy Christensen and, um, fuck, I can't even think of his real fucking name. We just call him Leslie cause that's his middle name. Um, <laughs> I can't, I, I honestly, I can't think of his name. Um, but Leslie, like all of them were there and like Jack and Leanna aren't even married anymore, but like Leanna was there. And like comforted me, my time of need. And so like I can go months, maybe years without talking to some of them. And like, but I just remember like how gracious they were, like when I needed them the most. Um, and so I'm always going to have this like weird, morbid fucking bond with all of them. Um, especially like, I'm sure Tommy listens to this show, but like I fucking hated that dude for years and like Same. that night, like flipped a fucking switch because he like I found out, and I went and I got, uh, I like packed 
packed up my bag and I got ready to leave. And like, I saw him like at the door, just gave this big fucking hug. I was like, I love you. Like, I'm so sorry. And I was, and now like ever since I'm like, fuck, like I'm like, I'm bonded him to him in a weird fucking way. But. See, yeah. And I'm going to use, I'm, I'm going to use movies as, as a couple examples for like these real life situations. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you remember kick-ass? Do you remember do you remember the scene where it shows his mom dying? She just yeah. dies and face down in a, a bowl of oatmeal or whatever mm. it was. You know? Um my my uh if I remember correctly, and it's a little hazy, but my grandmother passed away. Essentially same scenario, heart attack. Um I believe my grandpa um, walked out of the room for a sec to go get something mm-hmm. and then uh, come back because you know while they're having dinner and he comes back out and she's slumped over and uh, that was it and then kind of to the same token fucking hated Tommy right mm-hmm. like massive douche and then you know that moment where you're grieving he you know, there's some type of weird bond, uh, which kind of aligns with, um, um, the amazing Spider-Man. I don't don't know if you remember the scene, but, um, it was right after uncle Ben died. Mm -hmm. Peter comes back to school and the one person that, that's had issues with Peter the entire time flash, comes up to him and Peter's ready to rip his head off and he's just like no bro I'm like I'm sorry and gives him a hug and everything and that that kind of made me think of that you know so the thing is though there's I mean I had some issues with Tommy like back in the day but like I got over it as soon as like he comforted me in my time of need the same same opposite side of the same coin there's there's a couple people that like they could have comforted me told me they loved me wrote me a check for a million dollars and i'd still to this day tell them to eat a dick sandwich um (laughs) like if clayton steen would have been there i would have been like you can suck my fat dick look I had a lot of issues with Tommy in I school. I fucking hate Clayton Steen. This is like we this is a whole very emotional podcast to get to the point Clayton that Steen I fucking is hate a Clayton giant Steen. fucking cock. Yeah. No, uh Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you no, say, guys. Um cool story, bros. Yeah, he's a fucking he's a piece of shit. I, I I would be willing to to talk to Tommy again. Um as uh, you more than anybody know that history yeah. with me and Tommy. Uh, the the fights, the bullying. Like, if there was ever a bully that you would just say fuck off to for the rest of your life, that would be the guy. Like, uh, like I had I had maybe two moments with Tommy where they were like real genuine. Like, we could be friends, and then you know, fuck that guy. I would be willing to sit down. You know, have a drink or, 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 you know, just talk to him. Especially because, like, that, that, like, that moment of reassurance or comfort, it's, it's a little bit of a redemption. And you, do you think maybe, just maybe, that douchey human being at one point become into it, be, 
like came into being an actually quality type of an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did. And maybe Clayton Scene has too, but I, I don't give a shit. No, <laughs> no, he hasn't. Fuck that, that guy all day. That's a kid. That's a guy that that peaked in high school and could never get over it. Mm, that that type of person. It's a couple of them. Some I feel like people that like are are really good <laughs> athletes in high school, and like that's like their fucking identity. Mm, yeah. And then they're like, and then they just stay in their community, and they're like, fucking. Do you remember when I fucking oh, ran yeah. two hundred yards against Griswold or whatever the fuck? Who knows what that means? Like yeah. T.J. Hicks. So, oh my god. <laughs> Um, so back we, to your I, question. I gotta have a whole fucking podcast where we just shit on everyone we knew <laughs> from high school. Yeah. Is it like your burn book of... Oh, that'd be a good one. <laughs> no, that'd be amazing. Let me tell, about, let me, let me tell you a little oh. fucking story about this guy. Um, this is off topic. <laughs> and it's I know, okay. I'll just wait to answer your I'm question. I'm so sorry. I'm you're so fine. sorry. No, well, it's a roller coaster. We'll bring it up and we'll bring it back down. <laughs> we, we definitely need to get Kevin in no. on this because he has a subtle... The thing that pisses me off about... TJ Hicks is that this fucking idiot was a D one, like he scouted D one had signed a letter of intent to play for the Iowa Hawkeyes football. This fucking douchebag goes out, gets partied, gets partied, (laughs) goes to a party, gets, sorry, gets drunk, gets high parties. The party does him so hard (laughs) that he gets his leg trapped between two cars. Fucking! That's exactly 100%. that is exactly it, the reaction you should was it, have. Was it like a jackass moment? Like no. Let me just see if no. I, can... I was just more like, how does that happen? But no, he I guess was like getting into his car or something. I don't know what happened, but someone backed in or like trapped his leg between two cars. Oh no! His, the, le- his yeah. leg looked fucking gnarly, Absolutely fucking destroyed. Are we talking like signs? Destroyed. This was like his like actually... your wife's top half. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not quite. I don't know if it's quite no, that bad. There's like a giant hole on like yes. the side, like both sides of his leg. Like where he had sh- huge did, chunks. Took the meat off the bones. Yeah. Where'd your shit go, man? <laughs> this fucking dummy completely ruins his his uh, hopes at a D1 contract. Um, he he's a, a lot of D1 guess, people. You yeah, know. That's, yeah. That's a theme there. Um, oh. This is a, I think it was our junior year. Life green. That's not the that's not the point. Very shitty thing that happened to him, but. Let's be honest. You fucking did it to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone else had I had I been at a party, right, and had a and had an accident that crushed my fucking larynx, and I couldn't, I could never sing again, right, because I was a good singer in high school. No one would have gave a fuck. But because it was football, and our football team fucking sucked, by the way, but because it was football, and because it was T.J. Hicks. Mm. They made fucking T-shirts that's like my hero, T.J. Hicks. And like Did sold ego and like sold just... these fucking t-shirts. Yes, his ego got worse. Oh. Sold these fucking t-shirts for like medical bills, and was like my fucking hero, T.J. Hicks. Yeah, yeah. Sold the t-shirts, got him a fucking care package. Yeah, like they treated this kid like like he was a prisoner of war, and he just came back <laughs> home. I swear to Christ, this is true because this fucking douchebag came back, and not a single teacher parent barely any students pointed out the fact that hey he was partying and fucking drinking and he fucked up yeah it, like no one cared about that they're just and like, i'm, oh, not, he's okay. I'm not saying like 
like uh, many many high schoolers i was not one of them because i was a fucking nerd but like most high schoolers party get drunk get high not against that i'm saying that if that's the reason that you injure yourself you should not be put up on a fucking pedestal as like you are fucking you like you're god and that's that's what pissed me off um so yeah, that's a little side story about um, the shittiest people in my high school. Um, I think he's trying to see if it's that person on Facebook. So that's, we had like three mutual friends. That's J.R. Hicks, right? Yes. J.R. Hicks is his younger brother who has actually turned into a fine young man. I like J.R. Hicks a lot. <laughs> he's a mixed martial artist. Distinguished gentleman. Um, he, just had a, he just had a baby with his girlfriend, Aww. premature. Uh, I think when the baby was born, it was like 1.7 pounds. Holy cow, that is Still tiny. in the hospital. J.R. Hicks is a fine young man. I love him. Um, just different initials. Well, apparently nobody's friends with him on Facebook because nobody's mutual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a reason, apparently. He's, he's, good. he's, he's an okay guy. Oh, man. That's but, rough. Uh, sorry. No, Back you're to, fine. I might cut all of that out. But, um, you're fine. Your, you can use that in a answer your, uh, answer your um, question. So your question was about... Oh, hi, Momo. Apparently, I need a paw on my shoulder to yeah. make me feel better. Um, so, relating to those last, those chef's kiss last words or last last time with people, um, this is actually relating to, uh, I realized another um, suicide that had happened in my life. So, um, after graduating uh, from Indian Hills Community College, I went to Iowa Wesleyan College for a year. Um, and... Lived in a great hall with uh, some ladies and um, two doors down was a girl that was on their soccer team. Um, her name was Bree. Um, and three doors down was a pretty decent uh, rock band. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and um, just trying to lighten the mood after I, I shit all over my high school. Oh, you're fine. I'm, Fuck it. Um I'm not necessarily going to bring up the mood with my story. Okay. Uh, (laughs) um, Brie was a very bubbly type of person. And um, I, uh, I gotten to see her like in groups, you know, hanging with people at lunch, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And one time she had actually come over to our, uh, our dorm. um, So that way my roommate Kelly, I think could do her hair or something. Um, you know, just, just kind of hanging out, chilling. Uh, she was really cool to talk to, like, I, cause I was just hanging out in there at the same time. Um, we were just kind of giggling and laughing about whatever we were talking about. Um, and I had planned like, oh man, it'd be really cool to like get to know her better, like be friends with her. Um, uh, because I knew, um, she had had some hard times apparently in her previous year. Um, where she was sexually assaulted. Um, and she, um, not a lot of her teammates or maybe, maybe not teammates, but some of her friends were not necessarily there for her in the way she should be or, or took her side in things of believing her of what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was apparently having more of a mentally hard time than anyone knew. Um, because within, I would say probably a, couple weeks of then um she was had committed suicide um by being on the railroad tracks right near our uh college um literally probably right out like right behind the mail's dorm what a crazy fucking way to go um 
yeah, I can't imagine that for for her or for, I mean, the person that was driving that train. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a very hard way to go. Like, I can't imagine putting that onto someone else to have to live with that. Um, and to know that, again, from, from the outside, she seemed so fine, but in- internally she definitely... Mm-hmm. Um, definitely couldn't handle what all she was was given, and didn't have that support system. And it, it's it was nice to have that moment with her, of like not really getting, not really knowing each other personally, but having laughs and like doing you know whatever um, Kelly was helping her with. I um, I know that these comments don't hold a whole lot of weight anymore after I just shit on two people for no fucking reason, but uh, you know. I've, I've tried to, I've tried to put myself in other people's shoes and just be, be kind to them. Um, the, the best that Mm -hmm. I can, because like, yeah, fuck, you never know what someone's going through. Like they could be an absolute cunt bag Mm -hmm. for no reason, but it's like, Oh, there's probably something going on at home or in their relationship or whatever. And like, maybe, maybe it's not all about me. Um, yeah, that was my first real time, like encountering a situation where someone had, committed suicide and for it to not even be someone that I was very familiar with. Um, it was still hard because I mean, I, you know, I was 19. Um, so that was really hard to swallow. Um, and, uh, I actually, when I was home yesterday, I actually just remembered seeing her like, um, like her obituary from the college yeah. memorial service. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, that that's the type of thing you don't forget, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so that was one, so like, suicide, but also like, I, I did get to have some, like at one time where I had some memories with her that was fun, and I, I feel bad that I didn't reach out, um, like, like you guys had talked about, of like, man, if I just could have like, connected with her, could I have done enough to help her? I mean, that's the what ifs that, that can, can drag you down, but yeah, even, I mean, even people that I know that have died of natural causes, old Mm -hmm. age, whatever, like I don't grieve well, um, ever. Uh, and I have a lot of survivor's guilt, even on like shit like that, where it's like, yeah, they died of old age. Like they died of like natural causes. They lived a a positive life. And I'm like, why the fuck wasn't it me? Like, (laughs) Um, I would say the other one that I had, um, was my, um, ex-husband's sister. Um, I, it was actually a sister that he found out very late in life, um, during our marriage that, um, that he had a sister. He had no idea up until that point. Um, so that was a very interesting situation to have, um, develop trying to like figure out like is this really real is this trying someone trying to scam me um and then finding out like especially as soon as they met you could tell the exact same facial frame like you could see the resemblance without a doubt um it was insane and so we had gotten to know their family she had uh i'm trying to remember three kids four kids four kids um, of various ages, including one that was close to age of us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, absolutely loved getting to see their family. Her boyfriend at the time, um, had, uh, 
a set of girls, uh, very similar in age. So they look like they're twins, but they weren't. Um, but I, we always loved like getting to see them, um, for the very short amount of time we got Mm -hmm. to be with them. Um, unfortunately, um, it was after I had left my ex-husband, um, that very next summer, um, I, I had talked. So (laughs) interestingly enough, uh, when I first announced my relationship with Trevor, she was one of the very first people to, (laughs) she was one of the very first people to be very outspoken against it because she was very protective of her brother. Makes sense. Um, she had posted pictures of my wedding, my first wedding. Oh, oh, I remember this. It was, it was vividly. Yeah. Um, so it was very hard. We were all still living together at that point. Yeah, 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 we were. Uh, it was very hard to process that because it was someone who I um, felt I could talk to, felt lo- I looked up to, that was suddenly turning their back on me. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 but at the same time, I understood it's her blood, but I don't think she ever understood the the reasons why. Mm-hmm. I think it took her a few months before she did. Um, so that's where, like, you know, months later, that next summer, um, her and I were talking and catching up. And I think she had talked to one of his ex-girlfriends near that time. And I think she started to really understand Mm -hmm. um, the alcoholism, everything else that was kind of combined as to why I left, but from someone else's perspective. Right. And she was very uplifting with me. She wanted to, she was saying how she was proud of me. She was saying that she was, couldn't wait to meet Trevor because she, you know, she was so excited to hear what I had posted about him, what, what I was experiencing. And Trevor's um, the opposite things. of an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I got pretty swifty at your wedding. Oh, <laughs> that lap dance. Um, so. Alexa. <laughs> Play Pony by Genuine. Um, I was just waiting for Alexa. To I know, right? Down. I was like, oh no. Um, unfortunately... Um, a few, probably not even a few weeks later, um, I got a call from my ex-husband, um, as he's crying, um, which he doesn't necessarily do a whole lot. And he told me that his sister had, um, just had passed away in her sleep while she went to take a nap and her kids were the one that had found her. Fuck. And it that was probably the the death that had hit me the hardest in years more so even even than my dad's death um which it's again that's a whole other story but um that's the way i'd want to go though it, in your sleep that's yeah you're right that's i mean it was like at least i know she's not in pain like she didn't go through anything very tormenting mm-hmm. um i can't imagine how her kids felt in that moment um because two of them were still in school. Um, I think almost all of them are graduated or near graduating. Um, but it was hard for me to swallow that because I hadn't had the chance to bring Tripper up there to meet her. Like I still took her opinion very, very highly. Um, and it was hard for me to know that I didn't have that 
that I mean I still looked at her as a sibling no matter mm-hmm. what like doesn't matter that she wasn't blood related to me she she understood me and got me and that's what mattered to me in the long run um so I that took me I I want to say that took me probably a couple days to really get over um I I'm normally a like I don't know a hibernator when I when I grieve so I I was pretty content in bed and not not doing much else Mm -hmm. but it was good to know that like her and I were able to not that long before that have that conversation of like that reconcile and I mean I I had gotten to see her probably I did get to see her one month before um she passed away and I got like the biggest hug from her and that just like everything else just melted away of like that that concern and that frustration from all of that before that that fall before um so and and it's one of those things that made my birthday a little harder because she passed away five days before my birthday yeah um so it's just i don't know it just changes a lot of things well i am emotionally broken (laughs) <laughs> like I don't know I'm trying to oh, I'm sitting trying to pinpoint the does not moment welcome, of my life welcome to ice cream Sunday. <laughs> does not go I don't know like I emotionally am, broken I can't pinpoint trying to pinpoint the point in my life where I'm just like when someone dies I'm just like okay this is where it went wrong yeah no I just right, processing right. anything else like, other than like I don't okay. have any family members left like I have my mom and my dad my uncle and aunt that <laughs> it's okay That's hand it. gestures that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelby's family, like her dad's alive. We haven't seen him in three years. I was going to say. Same. But, well, we've seen him now. But it's hard for him to come back into the family. But like his whole family has died of the same reasoning. Mm. It's like we've been around for, well, since me and Shelby have been together 10, 11 years. A minute. <laughs> I'm not going to quote. <laughs> off record. <laughs> off record. Uh, but like her whole family's died of alcoholism or something related to it. Like their whole family is functioning alcoholics as you've probably seen, but like if you're probably going to die if you stop drinking. Right. Like yeah. it's that kind of level, but oh. like her, like it's just him and his sister now. And we see his sister every time we go to vacation in the Ozarks, but like his homeless brother came to live with us, live with us when we lived with her dad in Urbandale and we're just like hey you're weird like just a bald guy big tall bald guy kind of reminds me of a uh, uh, sloth yeah. Goonies like <laughs> oh not I mean call it like it is but <laughs> but then we kicked him out we're just like you're we can't do it anymore. well you're weird you're just <laughs> like goosebumpy, yeah, the creepies, yeah, very creepies. And then he, uh, we found out because he was lived in the homeless shelter downtown. I can't, I don't mm. know what it is. The actual like the Y type, yeah, right. yeah. You know, across yeah. from the social club, yeah, uh, the, yeah. the new newer that one. Um, <laughs> but then we just found out like he died in a shower, like uh, he had a blood clot in his leg and went straight to his dislodged and died like. <laughs> Wow. Dead. Holy <laughs> but shit. He didn't have any alcohol problems because I mean he was homeless. But I'm saying I'm a horrible person. No. But like her uh 
uncle Fred worked at Come and Go, and he moved to Virginia. Then he died of like cancer, but like cancer brought on by drinking shitty stuff. liver. Yeah. Mm. But like her the whole family's died from that's all like, related. Well, her dad's like sixty two, and he's like one hundred twenty pounds wet, like you are. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Yeah, that I mean, my yeah, my ex husband. Um, gosh, I I remember having this conversation with Trevor, um, when when I had gotten the call from from my ex husband saying, oh, like I was on my way to work, and it was oh. By the way, I forgot to tell you something the doctor had said at the, this last appointment. Um, if I don't stop drinking the way I do, I'm going to die in two to three years. And that is not the kind of thing you want to hear before you come into a job where you're around people and talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had stopped by Trevor's apartment and I was just like, I don't even know what to do with this information. Um Funny enough, I think I ended up getting written up for being late to that one for that day. Um, even with that reasoning, it was it was hard to process at that time. But um, anyway, I uh, uh, yeah, and I mean, three three years later, he's still alive. Um, but he's just now trying to clean up that. I mean, will that you know do anything at this point? Who knows. But yeah, alcoholism is a real son of a bitch. It takes a lot more people than I think than a lot realize. But even then, I'm like I said, I'm I'm emotionally broken. Yeah. People yeah. die. Like I mean, obviously, this morning we woke up to Jason David Frank. I'm just, I'm just like, yeah, I remember him. I grew up watching Power Rangers in the early '90s, and but at the same end of the day, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of the I'm same just way. Emotionally invested in things like. Yeah. Just it's just like, mm-hmm. like even, even people that I am emotionally invested in, like part of me is like really, really sad about it and I grieve and whatever. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, like it, you can't necessarily undo that. Right. Thing. Yeah. It's, like, I think I'm, I think I've kind of gotten to be the same way. Cause I don't have a very huge family either. Like my mom, um, I don't know how my mom does it. Like she lost one of her brothers when he was, I think, a teenager or in his twenties from a motorcycle accident. Um, a few years later, um, she lost one of, uh, her probably about maybe five, 10 years later, she lost a son three days after he was born from a breathing disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I think in the past few years she's lost, she lost one of her brothers when I was a kid, and that was the probably one of the uncles I was closest to. Um, really got me interested in music early on. Kind of guy that was in the Korean War, had a Purple Heart, like didn't give two shits, but in the end died from from a cancer related to smoking. Uh, and then two of her brothers just died probably within the past five years, and so she only has her sister left. Yeah. Um, and so like. She's been through so much death, but yet she like, I don't know, it, it, it phases her, but I don't think she lets it show. Um, and so like, I, you know, with not having much family left on my side of things, I feel like, yeah, I've kind of desensitized myself from it too. Even with when my dad died, um, I think I was more so the support for my mom than mm-hmm. anything else. I was not emotionally processing anything, um, but that's also related to other 
difficult emotions related to my relationship with that person. When my grandfather passed away, I, uh, that was in the end of October and by the first part of January, I had already packed up and, and moved to Lincoln, Nebraska. I just, I couldn't, they couldn't deal with it. Um, and like, like I said, like my grandfather is a fucking pillar of our small town community in, in Greenfield. So I just wanted to fucking leave and, and, and go to a place where like no one had ever fucking heard of him. And like, no one would ask me how I was and no one would ask me like about my grandfather. I wouldn't have to talk about it with anybody and I could just like pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. That's the hard part when you're in a community where everyone knows you. Yeah. And I, I was, I was working, (laughs) I was working 20 minutes away on like the biggest radio station in Southwest Iowa. So like, People know who I am. They hear my voice every day. So they think like it's weird because you're sort of like a little local celebrity and everyone thinks that they, they know you. And then so they just they all want to fucking ask you like about him because everyone knows him. They want to ask you how you are because everyone knows you. And I just got to the point where I was like, I can't, I can't fucking do this. And I just ran away. It's that mental like rewind fast forward yeah. through everything and you don't. Yeah, you can't. And you I can't. still and I still haven't grieved that death. Clearly. I can't cope because you're not letting me cope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I mean, to this day, that, I mean, that happened 11, 11 years ago. Um, and like, to this day, if anyone mentions them, I just fucking break down like immediately. Like you guys saw it last weekend. That like, was, that was hard. Um, besides seeing you like absolutely ball your eyes out when Amy was walking down the aisle. Which was- I uh, I knew that like because I had a, I had stuff in my vows and I was like this is gonna be very difficult to read because it was about like my grandma and mm-hmm. every time I talk about my grandma I get very emotional because she's the fucking best um, but like I didn't think I was gonna I knew I was gonna cry about that because I'm very emotional when it comes to my grandparents but like I did not think I was gonna get that emotional just seeing. <laughs> It's the same fucking person I see every goddamn day. (laughs) I see her walk into rooms on a daily basis. This should not be any different. All right. And she looks lovely doing it every day. I see her walk into rooms. But for whatever fucking reason, the second that music started and I saw her walk through the doors, I just bawled my fucking eyes out. Dude, same. I fucking did the exact same thing because I kept saying, I was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to be a bitch. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I'm a bitch. <laughs> well, I like, I, I was in my feelings, but like I was in my feelings cause I was like, all right, like, you know, like the thing, like I said, like I'm going to say some very sweet things about my grandmother and she's going to cry and I'm going to cry and everyone's going to cry. And it's going to be great. But like not once did I think like the, just the standard fucking wedding part of my wedding was going to make me that emotional. Um, but I love her. She's fucking great. So yeah yeah it gets some emotions but yeah uh, between seeing you ball like that for amy which i was like oh that's absolutely adorable and you you did the same thing as trevor did like your chin quivered a bit yeah and that was what was hard for him too is he like had problems like controlling his like quivering lip at that moment and i was just like the only um the only advice i can give someone is if you're getting married and if your dumbass decides to hire a videographer um please remember that you have a microphone on and it is live um, because the entire 
live stream of our wedding ceremony is just me probably every 30 seconds just fuck <laughs> or like are you serious yeah i mean no and even before the emotional parts like you know how like the uh the opera house doesn't have a center aisle so i yeah. go down yeah. one side and then come back out the other side and i had to make like six different fucking yeah. laps yeah i just like i pass matt and jack and i'm like i'm so fucking gassed um <laughs> yeah and then those and then, real moments and are then once, yeah and then once it does get emotional um and and the videographer like edited the video of our ceremony and he cut to me when i say when i say this um every time i talk he cut back to me which was not good because <laughs> i start crying as amy comes down and then emma says something i think she says like are you going to be okay or like oh my god he's crying and i just look over to emma and i go shut the fuck up and it's, <laughs> it's all on camera it's all on camera i think i didn't see that i'm gonna have to watch that because yeah. i didn't watch the ceremony stuff i just watched the speech stuff I go, shut and the fuck i'm up. look out of anything, I'm so fucking happy with yourself that they caught your reaction. Oh, when you said sit back, relax, and enjoy yep. the rest of the the rest of the wedding. Yeah. Um, my favorite part is so like like during the speeches, a lot of people just winged it, right? So they could look at other people and get their reaction. I was so hyper focused on not fucking up my vows that like I did not look up for my note card once. So I'm bawling my fucking eyes out reading this and I get done and I put the ring on Amy's finger and I look up at her and I go, Oh my God, you're crying. Oh, <laughs> oh it's so cute. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, seeing you ball like that in the beginning and then when you went down to the flowers, yeah, that was, I, uh, I lost it, it too. Unexpected. I, I was not planning on doing that at all. I told, I even told people, I said, cause like, um, uh, Amy's mom wanted to put like a little, after I told her about like the wizard of Oz thing, she like, she wanted to put like a little tin man or like a little photo or she wanted to get like a little wooden thing. Like, and I am not religious at all. So I was very against this, but she wanted to get something that was like, we know you'd be here if heaven wasn't so far away. And I was like, we're not fucking doing that. We're not, right. we're not doing that. I'm a, I want it to be as subtle as possible. I want there to be like a little bouquet of flowers. And I just want it to be for like me and my grandma and my grandma didn't even fucking get it right until until that moment yeah, yeah. did i tell you that I yeah saw yeah, you yeah. That. she was like didn't i didn't have any idea i didn't until I didn't you until you either. kneeled down yeah so she just thought it was like a centerpiece for the center like for the front I did row because she was like okay so i sit next to sherry but there's one seat in the middle like directly in the middle of the front row and she's like it's just a centerpiece right and so she, I was like, you're, you're gonna have an empty seat beside you. She had no idea why, but um, yeah, that was that was completely unexpected. I was not expecting to to kneel down and, and do all that, and then everyone lost their fucking minds. I guess. Um, everyone I was, got real. Emotional. I was in my own little world. So, uh, yeah. And then Amy's never seen me cry before, so she was like, I don't know what to fucking, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> She's like, I don't know if I pat you on the back or I just like leave you alone. <laughs> Give you a thumbs up or a handshake, so, yeah. finger guns, finger guns. That'd be my go-to. Did, now, I would have loved it, like, hindsight being 2020, is if I would have just been bawling, and, like, I get done with the kneeling thing, and I look at Amy, and she goes, are you fucking done? Like, I would have, I would have <laughs> fucking lost it. Let's fucking do oh this. Oh, my God. Are you, did you get it all out? Like, I would have loved it. Um, now, I can't remember. Did you cry during your wedding? I don't cry. <laughs> That's very That's not based. true. I've seen you cry. 
He's going to kill you. He's going to make sure that never oh, exists. All right. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, to be fair, I've never I seen I haven't cried since. Okay. Whatever fair that enough. was. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you cry at your wedding? His tear ducts. No. no. I am emotionally broken. Yeah. His tear ducts are actually surgically removed. It's fine. Oh, I love that for no you. Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just I cried once with Shelby. She's seen me cry once. I've gotten to the point where uh, this this episode has been so fucking heavy that I honestly have no idea how to end this episode. I so I just keep talking. We went to like death and then we kind of got to like marriage stuff. Yeah. And then we went back to I it. thought it was going to be like when we kicked this thing off, I was like, oh, what a f- fun, silly podcast we got on our hands. And then we started talking about death and uh, an hour and which, 32 minutes in. Yeah. Well, which we owe Kevin another. Yeah, we do. Sorry about that. Yeah, it was it was probably supposed to be like, a, "Hey, Kevin, what are you? Who are you? What are you up to?" And then it was like, "Oh, listen to us talk about our dead dads." Yeah, <laughs> dead people and crying and stuff. No, yeah. On the we, next episode, I see dead people. <laughs> I mean, you do though. All of a sudden, I when I said that, I was like, "We we're talking about death and crying and stuff." One, two, three. <laughs> I immediately went to Scott Pilgrim. I am also like non-religious, so the same like. I might be the first or second no. most non-religious person in the room mm-hmm. at the moment. No, that's uh, fair. I just don't. I know en- I, what I say yesterday. I said someone, someone like I know enough about religion to exploit it. That's yeah. that's how I feel about. Uh, like I've read the Bible yeah. many times. Yeah. I know the Bible. I've been raised in different religions. You, you're like a. But I know uh, enough now to a Book of Eli situation. Like I was raised Mormon. Like, but my dad's really? technically. But then I was like. Then South Park happened, and they're like, Joseph Smith, dum, 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 dum. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I've seen a lot of documentaries but then on I was Mormonism. Like, I'm not, I'm not in But that. then I was in <laughs> a dark point in my life, so I'm like, you know what? I'll go to a happy place and go to a non-denominational church and be like, they're just preaching words and how it relates to your life. Okay, that's great. Helped me for to get over some things. But then I'm just like, yeah, don't give a shit. That's just how I was, too. Don't give a shit. Yeah. It was a good out. It's an, well... Not can't hate on religious people, but it's it's an easy out. Some people can use it in the wrong ways. I don't know how to. Oh, I don't know how to. I don't know how to phrase yeah. that correctly. No, but like, I know. No, I understand. A, a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people like to hide their own bigotry and biases behind this like thin veil of religion as well, which is why I left the church in the first place. It's like, oh, like. Yeah, I I feel like maybe maybe there's nothing in the Bible that says like, hey, you should fucking hate gay people. Maybe you just hate gay people, and you're like, hey, I got this book that you guys should read that says you should hate gay people. It's like maybe not. Maybe it, you just hate. Or gay Or it people. doesn't even say that. It says a, a a variation that they then turn into. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that sounds like this. So no, and it, it's it's hard, when, especially again growing up in a small town, having you know two churches in in the town. Um, one of them being much bigger than the other one. And, you know, it's seen as like, it's, it, it, you know, there's a great atmosphere. There's a good, good community in there, but it's those people that then use what they consider this, you know, this holy word or whatnot to then diminish the idea of others. Yeah. I, I can't stand that. Like, I do not want to see others look down upon like that because of, of words that were written so long ago. Um, and people don't necessarily take that into consideration that like the second half of it is all about love, but yet you're, 
really judging some people real hard, even though it, you're it's, not supposed to. It's, it's also been cherry picking. allegedly yeah. rewritten like, so every year since then. Which, which That's like me telling Trevor, like, hey, man, 15 years ago, there was a squirrel that ate a nut off a tree and fell off the tree. Cool. F- tell it five years later to Heather. She'd be like, oh, yeah, there was a story about a nut and a that fell on a squirrel's head on a tree. Cool. Now it's, pass it's along a, five years later. Yeah, it's, it's, a it's like, oh, yeah, there was a, a tree that fell on a squirrel's and nuts. And, <laughs> and like, if you think about it, if you if someone really went, like, I'm sure someone's went back and, like, read the original Hebrew. You can't even uh, fact but, check it. Yeah. But because it's, because it's been so watered down in the translations. Mm-hmm. Well, like, like you said, with that, that game of telephone, like, it's changed so much. And the more you dilute it from what it originally means, like you could, you could assume what it originally means, but you are not going to be the person that actually wrote those words that knows. And you can't then use your own interpretation to say, well, I think it says this. So F those people like that's not, no, that's how half no. the wars like started too. It's like my God's better than your God. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. I'll show you what my God let <laughs> I me think let me build. I think that's why I, I like growing up Christian, and a lot a lot of people in the church that I went to used like, "Well, my God said this, and I'm allowed to be a racist, fucking homophobic bigot because my God says this." That I think that's the reason that I I gravitate toward Buddhism uh, so much because it's like, oh, look at this like religion that's like completely. A, a non-deity religion, and it's more about like, hey, get your shit together for yourself, not because like some higher power told you to. That was one class I was really surprised um, was available as a like one of your like senior seminars classes. Um, was I got to take a class on Tibetan Buddhism, mm-hmm. and at first I was like, ah, oh, it just gets it done, Laurie, right, yeah. it's fine. But then you take it, and you really learn so much from from another worldly perspective and i was very surprised yeah. that of all places central college had that available and don't get me wrong buddhism has its own faults like, it does it does the dalai lama is a little bit of a sexist and by a little bit of a sexist i mean he's very sexist but like but the the concepts of you know peace and like harmony inside yourself mm-hmm. and like those bigger ideas were what are the main focuses for it whereas everyone takes you know, Christianity and, and the surrounding denominations and all of that and finds, well, we're different because of this. So Mm -hmm. ha, we're better. And it's like, that's, that's not what any of this is supposed to be Mm -hmm. about. Like, come on people. Yeah. I just love the idea of like, say, say Jesus resurrects, you know, that he did on court Avenue last (laughs) night. Good old, good old Raymond Gooch. (laughs) You know, if the Lord came back as a man named Raymond Gooch, it would just, it, it would explain so so much much about Uh, Christianity. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I love the idea of Jesus or God or whatever. Like, Actually coming back, physically coming back and being like, you guys are all fucking wrong. Yeah, you guys fucked up all of this. Yeah. Uh, Jesus gay- is a six foot two black man. <laughs> <laughs> gay people are dope. <laughs> They're uh, like, so dope. Like, why don't you just love one another like these all yeah. people are doing? I, I, I just can't imagine the, the that's, my fa- that's one of my favorite memes of all time where like Jesus is giving a sermon and everyone's sitting around him and he's like, 
you gotta love everyone. And they're like, but what if they're, and he's like, did I fucking stutter? Oh yeah. That, that <laughs> like, meme. I've seen that one. I just, yeah. I, I, I would, I love that idea because then like <sighs> the, the, on- the implosion that religion and, and conservative fucking whack jobs would have of being like, the look on their faces when it's that's like, satan i don't know maybe it's my, like like i said they're gonna be in denial maybe it's like like they use their own bias to be like very homophobic and a little bit racist um especially a lot of like old school conservative christians and maybe i'm using my own bias and putting my own bias spin on christianity but when i read the bible i see a lot of socialism but maybe that's just my own biases creeping into mm. christianity because i'm oh, like yeah. mm, love thy neighbor and help everybody and uh you know fucking it's... help the poor i'm like mm. seems like communism to me jesus Ugh, yeah and, and fucking title of the episode I, love death and taxes <laughs> i would love to like if if jesus were to come down and have a go GoPro on his head <laughs> and be like, you guys were wrong. I want to see those facial expressions. I love like, the idea of tech Jesus. <laughs> you, Big tech Jesus. Y'all, you Comes fuck- down in a fucking turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you all fucked up. And these people were actually doing Steve the right Jobs way. Jesus. <laughs> and then you, you I want to know how quickly so many of those the people... The Macintosh Messiah. <laughs> So many of those people would immediately be like, oh, no, 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 I did that. No, I did that. And he's going to be like, War. no, nah. Or like, like I said, like the, just the denial they'd have, they, like they'd find some way to be like, that's not really. Yeah. No, that's not really. Also, it, it, it would have to be a not white man. So that would also make it a little harder for them to. Oh, also, people. unless he performed miracles when he came back, we as a people of 2022 would probably just kill him. Yo, a hundred percent. Absolutely, especially depending on what. Country- you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> depending on what country or what area of the of America he's in. I always, been. Yeah, I always think back to like the what it would have been like the what 1500s, 1600s, and like the Crusades. <laughs> what if Jesus came back as a woman and he performed a miracle and then they burned him at the stake? Ooh, Salem. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking yeah. of. Like they're like, ah, that's a witch. But also they'd be like, are you trying to be like, you know, like a Chris Angel or something? Like, are you trying to just magic us? The only person that can walk in water is David Blaine. Prove me wrong. (laughs) That's Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its? Street magic, David Blaine. Different (laughs) different story. (laughs) I was like, is that Jesus' nickname is Cheez-Its? Jesus. At the same time, like it was being like, not anti-religion but i'm just not religious but like i'm very prove me wrong very yeah. bad so right. like i'm in the mental state where i'm like the catholic church hides a lot oh mm-hmm. for sure but they say they have proof of this and this so prove it yeah. there's yeah. so many things in the world that can just be like it's yeah, all we, hidden in a yeah, vault all word of mouth okay cool i have a 12 inch penis <laughs> But if I did, I'd probably prove it to you guys. <laughs> That's the first thing I'd prove. <laughs> but like, she just flops it out on the table, and all of the fucking boom arms start ringing. <laughs> <laughs>